You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 330 with Nina Krupp. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Nina on the show today. We are going to talk about parenting. And not only that, Nina is a certified conscious parent coach. So I thought this would be really great to kind of have a different perspective in regards to parenting. And, you know, there's just so many different styles. And so she kind of explains how she got to where she is today. She also is a social worker. She lives in Australia. And so I thought this would just be a fun episode to do. Um, kind of talking about, you know, how do we break um the toxic generational patterns. Also, how do you deal with maybe sensitive children? And also just like, what are the benefits of conscious parenting? And so she shares with us what she has learned from all of her clients and what she has learned from being a mother herself. And so I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's go to the show. Nina, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Okay. So Nina, I like to ask icebreakers to start off the show. And I always love to ask um, this question to leave my listeners inspired a little bit. Um, so the question is, what is one thing that you wish you could tell your younger self? I think it would be don't sweat the small stuff. You know, we can make such a big issue about small things and especially as a parent, um, and, you know, my kids remind me of this lesson all the time. So really, you know, don't sweat the small stuff and, you know, what you want to create, focus on what you want to create because what we focus on is creating our experience. Mm, I love that. Like, does something stand out to you that, like, that that's why you picked that? Mm, because I, I can sweat the small stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that you said like what you focus on is what you create. Yeah. So yeah. In, in a scenario when you're talking about that, do you feel like if you're freaking out about something um, that you look back and go, man, I, I shouldn't have spent, spent so much time on that. Is that kind of what you're saying that like you were kind of just wasting time on something that really didn't deserve that much energy? Yeah. Look, just from my own journey and from my own learning and growth and evolution, you know, learning that yeah. what we're focusing on is expanding and, and being created by us. And so a lot of the time where our mind is hardwired to focus on what's missing and what's wrong. Yes. So we need to learn to uh, shift our focus. And, mm. you know, the, the muscle of focus is probably our superpower in this world of mass distraction as well as in parenting. Mm. And often we get so uh, caught up in the illusion that, we forget actually what we're focusing on and what's important to us. That's so good. I love that. This is exactly why I like to ask this question because it is so fascinating what people say. And then, you know, and so many of us can resonate with, I don't think there's been a time that I'm like, Oh, I don't, I, I, yeah. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a great question oh, because you. <laughs> yeah, I've got even more answers popping in my head because another one is, yeah, you know, share it. Yeah. You know, looking within because we're oh, so uh, grown up in a in a society, in a culture, in a paradigm to look out for the answers. Yeah. And, you know, that's one lesson that I learned yes. in particular of becoming a parent mm. is to find the answers within. I have all the answers within me. Yes. And it's the unfolding and the coming home rather than the mm. fixing and finding something outside of myself. I love it. 
I love that. Especially too with social media, like, right. And and especially younger generations, not saying that we can't get sucked into this so easy to go and like, and consume versus just thinking, wait, what are my thoughts first? Like, like, that's why I don't like to start off the day looking at social media. It's kind of like, or email because that's everybody else's agenda. It's like what they want you to think or do. It's like, no, what do I need to think and do Mm. before I start consuming, you know? And so, so easy to just be like, oh, let me look to somebody else. And what are they doing? Instead of just thinking, wait, what do I need to do? Or, you know, so I love that you, you say that that's, Mm. that's such a great response. Okay. That, that, that's awesome. We can probably just keep going. We can probably just keep pulling all these little nuggets out. Um, okay. So how about you tell us your name, where you live and how many kids you have? Yeah, I'm Nina Cruz. I live in Sydney, Australia, and I have two children, uh, a nine year old and a 12 year old. You just turned 12, awesome. a girl and a boy. My Aww. eldest is the boy. <laughs> Love it. So I'm going to have a nine and 12 year old this spring. So they're going to turn ah. uh, those ages soon. So that's, that's really cool. Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a fun age. They're yes. Coming yeah. into their own. And, oh, for sure. Um, you're getting more freedom in ways. <laughs> yeah. You get freedom and then you get other challenges that you're like, huh, like, okay. <laughs> you're like, yes. you're like, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> I always say this, that like when they're younger, it's more physically demanding and tiring. And then as they get older, that let, let, that lets up because they get more independent, but it gets a little bit more mentally and emotionally challenging. Um, uh, the issues that come up that you have to kind of navigate, especially I have two girls, so it might be a little bit different than having a boy and a girl. Um, I'm not sure, but I'm just like, oh man, like, you know, when you have little kids that you're like, you're just going to be tired. I'm like, but when they're (laughs) older and you're kind of like, oh, my brain, like, I'm just trying to like help them emotionally and mentally. (laughs) Yeah, 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 definitely. And, and, you know, yes and no, because they still need that nurturing, that holding, that, you know, physicality in a way. It just may have be a different, different kind of language now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's certainly, um, you know, in the early days when you're in the trenches mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, yeah. it's very taxing uh, yes. because you are sleep deprived yes. and, and, you know, that is torture in itself. Yeah, it is torture. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Nina, how about you share with us how you got to where you are today and then we'll jump into the interview. Yeah. So um, I really arrived at kind of began my journey into coaching parents um, when, uh, you know, from my own, birthing my own challenges as a parent and coming to the realisation that, you know, the challenges and struggles that were were happening uh, were actually more about me and not about my child. So that shifted my whole trajectory and and life really because I could no longer blame something on the outside for what was going on for me on the inside and then what was being um, created on the outside. Uh, so it, it you know, gave me a whole new way of, of looking at life, of looking beyond the illusion that I was in, uh, looking beyond a lot of these lenses, you know, as we get stuck in as parents of good and bad, right and wrong, and uh, the shoulds, you know, all the conditioned shoulds we have and how we make it so challenging for ourselves uh, as parents because we're constantly, um, you know, need to do more or need to to do enough or be better or, and and this is all stemming from our 
own childhood conditioning and patterning um, and our experiences as childhood that play out when we become a parent. So my whole journey was my old, own unfolding and my own challenges and looking in the mirror and, and really um, seeing what the truth of what was going on behind the scenes for me. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think too, like, you know, when you have, it, it's, it's like a, such a different experience when you have kids, it's like you have your mm. own thoughts and everything about yourself and your parents and whatnot, um, in regards to you. And then you have kids and then it's a whole nother layer that comes up, right. That you're like, how is this going to play out from how you were raised, you know, mm. um, what your beliefs are, um, just whatever you went through life and then carrying that over. And so I'm curious for you when you were thinking about coaching, um, you know, so I'm a life coach. I, I specialize in helping moms lose weight. So for uh-huh. you, what made you be like, yeah, I really want to help people coach though, like with parenting versus like, say something else. Like what made you be like, yes, this is it. Mm, yeah. Well, firstly, I I saw the shift in me as a parent mm-hmm. and the freedom that it created within me, mm. as well as I saw, you know, kind of at a more macro level, the impact that, you know, parent coaching can have on the next generation and future generations when we shift these generational patterns mm. um, and 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 have those um you know, have our own growth and our own journey and then don't pass on our own, uh, you know, whether it's trauma or our own uh, paradigms or, or, or patterns mm. uh, or ways of being, which are pretty much our habitual ways, you know, maybe perfectionism, maybe it's, um, uh, you know, driving for success and never mm. feeling successful or what, whatever it is uh, for you how we can take ownership and responsibility for our lives and ourselves and then stop projecting our unmet needs and our expectations and agendas onto our child. And then that, that whole yeah. paradigm or that whole uh, lineage from the past uh, ceases to exist. I like that. Yeah. Well, and you know, one of the topics that I wanted to talk to you about is um, kind of like that generational pattern. Um, you know, and sometimes it can be good patterns that we grew up with. Sometimes it's not so great. Um, so were there things that you realized that there was a generational pattern that you wanted to break? And if so, like, how did that look for you? Yeah, well, I definitely noticed my tendency to get it right, to be good enough Mm. to do the right thing to, you know, be a good girl, be perfect. Mm. And so when my children came in, you know, I noticed that, yeah, I wanted to be the best mom and not damage my child mentally or, you know, like not screw them up. And, 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 you know, when I looked at myself, it was all because of this, uh, you know, untruth and, and, uh, belief that I grew up in childhood, that there was something wrong with me, uh, whether I was broken, I wasn't good enough the way I was. So, I had to perpetuate that cycle and try and fill in the void, which will never be filled because that's part of my conditioning in childhood, part of the egoic agenda that will never be filled. 
you will always, just like you're always trying to go for success or climb the corporate ladder, you'll be continually climbing and never feeling like you get there. And that's because when you're stuck in that egoic agenda, um, you play out the patterns of your childhood and your conditioning and the the goal is you'll never get there. So mm. um, the more I became aware of what was going on beneath the surface of desiring to be loved by my child and be accepted, the more I had to stop and reparent myself mm. and give, give myself what I needed and be with the feelings that I didn't feel in childhood because I suppressed, be with those feelings and not and stop you know, expecting my child to meet any kind of need. They were not here to meet any of my needs. I was there to guide them and not, mm. you know, whether they, you know, say I love you or not, it, it, it doesn't matter, you know, and I had to get to that point, you know, and it's still a continual journey because we forget and then we remember. Um, we become conscious and then we become unconscious at times when we're in reactivity, when we're in the story or in the um the pattern we forget. Mm, yeah. I was going to say like, what do you think about people who kind of really lean towards their kids to kind of get that? Um, I don't know, to feel needed or, you know, you're kind of saying that, right. That, that that's not the kid's responsibility. Um, mm. yeah. But if you kind of look back at your past, you might've not gotten that. So it may be easy to lean towards that with your children. Mm. What's your thoughts on that when you have um, clients that kind of fall into that? Do you have any suggestion, suggestions to kind of e either recognize it? And then if they recognize it, like how do they move away from that? Especially if they're mm. so used to doing that. Well, yeah. Awareness is the first step, becoming aware of, of the pattern or how, or what, you know, what you're thinking, what you're feeling and what actions you're taking from that loop. Um, and then realizing there is no moving away. There is mm. being with, there is being with what is showing up that, yeah, I feel sometimes I don't feel loved or I don't, mm. you have to meet, meet those feelings when you're resisting what's happening and what's you're experiencing within, you're yeah. actually going to cr create more of it. And, then you're going to go looking outside of yourself to meet that need in a partner, in a business, in a, in your children, um, in, you know, shopping, any kind of right. way, way you can satiate that feeling, but you're actually truly never meeting that, that need. So then, you know, parents that I coach, they have to be with the uncomfortable feeling. They have to go, you know, feel it. And then, meet that need because the the whole truth of it is not even real like we we are all we're born whole complete divine and we are brought into this orientation this uh way of being that mm. we grow up you know within patterns in paradigms it's part of the ego egoic agenda we have to have an ego in this lifetime um and then we believe it and, and, you know, all the thoughts we're having, they're not even true. They're mm. perpetuated from the egoic agenda, you know. So you go out, say, to go and be the best parent or do, you know, like do something or you're trying to overcompensate for an egoic agenda, for something you feel you lack. Right. And in that cycle, you will never, you won't ever be able to ever feel like you you're going to be a good enough parent. You're going to be, mm. you know, you just, it's, it's a setup basically. Right. 
Yeah. So I support parents to be where they're at and then create what they, you know, how do they want to be? What are, you know, mm. what do they want to create in a different way instead of compensating for something they believe that they're lacking from childhood? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. What is one of the things that you tend to see over and over again with your clients when they come in mm. needing help? There's, there's definitely that deep, deep wounding of, of not, um, being enough, not worthy enough, not good enough. It's, it's definitely that lack and scarcity, um, mode, uh, where, uh, you know, we, we can believe that we need to fix it. We need to, mm. uh, we need to change something. We need to fix it, improve it, um, push it away. We have to, you know, and so, in actual fact, when you go in to try and think you need to fix it, you're actually making what, you know, what's going on or how you're feeling wrong. Mm. So you're, you're in the pattern of resistance. So, you know, there's no fixing, there's coming back to your wholeness and accepting all parts of who you are or who you were, you know, what made you, you. Right. And then not allowing those parts mm. to be in the driver's seat to yeah. to be running the show so not allowing the pattern of you know maybe you had a mum or a dad that was highly critical and your mm. vo- the voice in your head is very critical so anything you do with your child you know it just pops in you know you're not you're not doing that right or that's mm. not good enough you shouldn't yeah. have done that and those thoughts going on behind the scene they're not even you they're not the truth of who you are and then we believe it and then we act on it. So we scold a child, we send them to their room, we punish them, we reward them, we bribe them, whatever we do. And it's all in avoidance to just being with, with what is. So we're, we're constantly parenting either from the past or in the, for the, into the future mm. and never being with our child in the present moment where they're begging for us to be with them. Do you feel like you can achieve so much in life but your weight loss? Maybe you feel like you're stuck and you want to leave counting calories and dieting behind, or maybe you find yourself spending so much energy thinking about how to lose weight, what to eat, and even can you keep this off if you get to goal? I know for me, that was the case before 2019 when I lost over 50 pounds and I kept it off and I want to help you lose weight the way that I did it. I want to help you figure out why is the weight a symptom for something else going on in your life? Because did you know that the weight gain is not usually based off of hunger issues? It's usually because you're not fulfilled in other areas of your life. So we go for food because it's a quick dopamine hit or a quick fix. So if you want to figure out how to live life without worrying about going to a party or going on vacation or staying in other people's homes without gaining weight, then this session is for you. How it works is you jump on a 30-minute coaching session with me. We come up with a plan right then and there so you can implement it the moment we get off our Zoom call. If you decide that you want to work that plan with me and have that weekly accountability for several months and dive deep to figure out what is really holding you back, we can do that too. But there is no pressure to do that. If you just want to jump on and chat with me and get your plan, that is a-okay. These mini coaching sessions are my way to give back to you guys. So I hope you take advantage of it. So if you're interested in more details, you can DM me at mominspiredliving. Or if you know this is something you really have been wanting to do, but you've just been sitting on the fence, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. 
and grab a day and time that works for you. If you can't find a day or time that works for you, you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com or message me at mominspiredliving, whatever works best for you. This will all be in the show notes so that if you forget what I just said, go to the show notes and you'll get all that information. I can't wait to chat. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, that is so good. I was wondering too, like, um, when you are have kids that, you know, are a little bit more on the challenging side, um, what do you find is the most helpful in helping parents try to navigate that when, you know, I, I remember before I had kids, I had a friend that was 10 years older than me and she said, you'll have <laughs> a humbler. So meaning like uh, you'll have a child that's going to humble you. <laughs> and so, um, and in most cases I see that's true in, in most families that, um, there is one child that's just kind of like, they're going to, they're going to make you realize that you're like, okay, I can't take credit for this that I can't, uh, you know, cause I think it's easy to take credit for a child that really is well-behaved and very easy. Like, uh-huh. especially those new parents they are like, it's totally me. Yep. We're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, I don't know about that. And so, cause if yeah. you had a child that was challenging, I'm not sure you'd want to take that either. Right. So, um, what do you do with people who really have that challenge of, um, dealing with a child that might be a little bit more difficult and they just don't know what to do. And they're just, maybe they even have another child that's easy. And so it's this, it's just this constant, like, well, this, this child or my other children are easy and I don't know what to do. Uh, where, how do you guide them with that? Yeah. Well, firstly, you know, it is, you know, we all, our ego desires the compliant child, the good child, the one that doesn't rock the boat, right? the, the one that, that, you know, um, doesn't challenge us. But in actual fact, the one that challenges us is the one that's going to grow us up and the one that's going to <laughs> yes. trigger trigger us and bring up our stuff and actually um, support us on our own journey. So when we can really get to the truth of how we're seeing our children, how we're feeling, you know, are we going, oh, God, there again, there's the child that's really, it's so annoying. Or what what's going on behind the scenes because I guarantee you that child picking that up and they know they know Mm. so you know it's starting to really look at yourself and and what energy are you bringing to the challenging child Uh, are you making it wrong if you're making the behavior wrong you're making them wrong and Mm. and or bad and then they feel bad like a bad child they're a bad kid yeah um so you know, firstly, becoming aware of what you're bringing to the to the table, what what your what energy do you bring to them when they have a challenge, and starting to look at your child through the lens of they're my greatest teacher. What are they teaching me in this moment? Because all behaviors are, you know, beneath the surface, beneath the tip of it. There's a need that tra- that child's trying to meet, whether it's functionally, dysfunctionally. Mm. However, they're trying to meet that need. And as parents, we need to attune in to ourselves of what's going on first so we can come to our child uh, in a neutral energy, not charged, because if we're reactive and charged, uh, that, that child will, will uh, repel. It's like any time, you know, you, you come at something, you're going to deal, you're going to get more resistance from the child if you're resistant already. Um, so it would be meeting the child where they're at and really, you know, stepping into your power, like, wow, look at my powerful child. Look at, 
um, you know, what's showing up. Um, I've got this. I am powerful. I can hold my child through any of this. Mm. I'm guiding them, you know, and when you can come from, you know, some clients, I say this mama bear energy, yeah. you know, especially with a child that's got behavioral, you know, like big behaviors and they're hurting and they're trying to hit you and they're, 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 they're losing it and explosive. Um, you know, the first step I take parents through is to get in your power. If you are feeling powerless they will come at you and mm. they they won't. And the thing with that is they won't feel secure. The first step is to secure the parent to feel empowered and also regulate their nervous system so they can meet the child and they can come at them saying, I've got you, I'm holding you, not necessarily, you know, unconscious, you know, not consciously the child doesn't know this, but they feel it and that and children are feeling our energy all the time. So, um, you know, depending on what's going on, um, it would be really starting to see beyond the lens of good and bad, right or wrong behaviours. It'd be really starting to go, what is my child needing from me? Are they needing me to drop the phone and be more present with them? Are they needing one-on-one time? Are they needing just some space? Is their schedule so full that they can't even, you know, have a little breathing right. time? Yeah. Um, you know, all parents know have an inner knowing of what is best for their child. And that's that's the truth. It's not what's best through the ego, the lens of the ego, through the egoic agenda. Yeah. Um, and that that's a different space. So when parents come to me and and you know, we also talk about parenting's not personal, that when your child's swearing at you, they're not, they don't really hate you. They don't, you know, they're not evil. They're not like, <laughs> um, you know, they're they are expressing emotions um and you know when when we can get beyond the 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 those lenses of good and bad and and oh my god my child sweared at me and go wow you are feeling some big stuff right now uh, I can see you're really upset because you know teaching and, and being a guide to show our children that you can have big emotions and you can feel them yeah. but you're always in control of them, that you can breathe through them and we can hold them together and I've got you Mm. and I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to send you to your room. I'm going to be with you or be right near, you know, like a metre away from you and sit with you in this challenge because we've got this. And so it's a real shift in how you approach it, the energy you come to, to your child with and you know, when we're focusing on bad behavior, my child's not doing this, they're not picking up their clothes, their messy room. When we focus on all this stuff, we actually get more of it. We are giving our power to everything on the outside. So when we can shift our focus and, you know, I I tell parents also, you know, we're, we're constantly walking around don't do this. Don't do, we're telling them what not to do all the time. Right. We're like, yeah. you, you can't hit and you can't, you know, the brain actually doesn't hear no, you know, yes, you say, right. Uh-huh. Uh, like, no. And it here's and the next thing. You, yeah. You want to do it. <laughs> you want to do it. No, don't touch that. Of course the child's going to touch it. So we really need to be, become really clear in our, our instructions right. and have clarity and intention of what, what are we designed from our child? Okay. 
we, we you know with a new baby we let's use kind hands and gentle hands you know mm. don't don't touch the baby don't hit of course the child's just gonna go for it so it's it's starting to really get back to basics we all have this inner knowing we all have the 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 understanding within us it's starting to to really um go back within come home to ourselves and allow that to come out because mm. when we let go of the egoic agenda and we don't yeah. play that out, right. your higher self, your intuition, your your downloads of, wow, I'm going to do this or, oh, I'm going to do this with my child and mm. they just come in the moment and then you surprise yourself and you're like, wow, where did that come from? You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah, that is really great. So we're getting close to the end. I wanted to ask you, you were saying something um, during that time about overscheduling kids. That is one thing that mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about. I don't know how Australia is versus the United States, but I do think that here in the United States, it is very easy to overschedule kids. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wonder with your clients that come in, do you find that you run into this a lot and you feel like people are overscheduling kids? And what is that? creating by doing that versus having some more white space and just letting kids, Mm. I don't know, just kind of be instead of like everything being scheduled. So again, I don't know the culture of Australia versus the United States in regards to that. So what's your thoughts on that? Oh yeah. I mean, look, it's rampant in Australia that the overscheduling of kids that they need to do this this class, they need to do, you know, extra lessons, you know, like, um, tutoring they need to do and and already the children are so you know structured at school they're told when to eat when to pee when to do this you know so it's no wonder they come home to us and firstly they might need to lift their little bit they might need to be you know let out some emotions Mm -hmm. they hold they're holding it together at school they've got you know minimal autonomy they're they're you know kind of told what to do so they come home and they they, they desire that freedom you know um and the over scheduling like the first thing you know I would go through with parents is why 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 do you feel firstly your child needs to do all these things right because a lot of the time it's it's from the scarcity paradigm that mm. the the conditioning that if I don't give my my child the best of this and if I don't um give my child you know the music lessons and the this then you know I'm gonna it's it's actually all on us it's it's us feeling like we're not going to give enough and we're not going to have done enough for our child kind of thing and and sure you might have the child that loves to do lots of extra things and sport but but the reality is at what cost Right. At, at, at that, you know, growing that they, they're not getting enough sleep, that they're not eating properly, they're eating in the car, they're eating on the run, they're not digesting, you know, mm. like at, at what cost? So right. we we can look at, you know, um, what what our child is doing and you can scale back and you can cull a few things. And, you know, what I do with my kids is because my son plays baseball actually and he is obsessed with baseball <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> He wants to be a major league player and all. And um, so, you know, but, you know, that. so he does, you know, I tell them to every term at school you can do two, you can choose two things, you know. So him it's baseball and in the off season it's 
he wants to do basketball. So am I, and, and actually at the moment, my daughter, this term, she actually wasn't sure what she wanted to do and she said, I want to do this and I'm not sure. And so I haven't actually booked her into anything except soccer coming up. And, you know, wow, she doesn't have a lot going on in the afternoons, which is brilliant because, you know, children need that space just like we need that empty space. You know, we fill everything up. That's that's also a pattern of filling things up, filling the void. And we can't be with space. We can't be with being. We're always doing. So, you know, kids like can just go in the garden and play with sticks or leaves or, you know, and we go, no, we need to be structured. We need to be doing a class. You need to be doing some physio class. This, then you can, you know, why? <laughs> they they love playing with a cardboard box. Right. Why do yep. we need to put them into a structure and, you know, play, free play is the best education um, and also the best thing for the brain and the body and the nervous system because firstly they're following their own intuition of what they want to do and secondly it's relaxation for the body and the brain so the more we can loosen the reins a little bit and then we have to be with how we are that our child might not be doing everything what everybody else is doing you know and then you come to realize that that's all BS anyway because you know, like the child is already whole and divine and the child, you don't need to do anything to the child. You know, as I always say, you know, a, a caterpillar will become a butterfly. You, It's just nature. You right. don't have to do anything. The child doesn't have to do all this extra stuff to be the best, you know. Uh, they are already that. And when we can realise that they are a bat playing with sticks out in the garden, that we don't have to contour and contort and do all this crazy stuff and run around like mad parents, drop-offs, pickups. we can actually let go and find the magic in the moment. Um, it not only frees us, but it frees our child and yeah. from the matrix, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. And it is so easy to get caught up in all of that. And um, I do think that people... I, I think that kids are not getting enough sleep because of all the extracurricular. Mm, mm. I don't even know how people get their schoolwork done. Um, yeah. It, 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 between yeah. that. And I think that's also why kids are staying up really late because they're trying to cram it yeah. all in with school and sports and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can't learn, your brain can't learn and grow, you know, Yeah. learn right. with, with firstly, um, if you're stressed. Yeah. If you're in a, in a depleted state, you know, um, so finding that rhythm where there is some things scheduled and there is free play and there, you know, maybe one afternoon you've got to eat in the car and then we're not, you know, find that rhythm, um, that works for the child and works for you. So the, you know, you as a parent aren't, going crazy as well, trying to hold so much like child, extra stuff, your work, your partner, you know, that, you know, and you're really not enjoying, you're finding no joy in this parenting thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So Nina, we're at the end of the show. Is there anything else that you would like to add or anything that you wanted to circle back to, uh, before we end? You know, one thing I always, um, mention is that 
there's a limited, you know, in terms of limitation, there's a Mm. limited time that you have with your child in childhood Mm. and you, you can't go back. So really becoming aware that the moments you spend with them, brushing their hair, you know, sitting on their bed chatting, driving them in the car are precious moments that you can get intentional about and you can create some magic with them and it takes that intention. Um, Yes, sometimes we're tired and, you know, our child wants to play with us but, you know, go in to play with them for 10 minutes. They've got 10 minutes. That is magic for the child and, you know, because we may say no and then they won't ask again, you know. So finding those spots and, and really becoming aware that, that it's limited and, you know, what can you do today? What can you do right now to be more present parent, to be more connected with your child and have more fun with them? Yeah, that is so good. And yeah, I mean, I always think about how many summers do I have left with my kids before they go off to college in it's very limited. You know, um, I always joke that, um, if there's money, um, extra money, uh, my house is totally going to be outdated because I will always put the money towards going on trips and vacations to make memories. Uh, my house will look so run down, but I'm like, you know what? The kids will remember the memories. They won't, they won't care if my counters are quartz. Like they'll be like, I don't care that your counter is quartz. Like, yeah, yeah, no. There's, there's a, a quote actually, cause I've, I've co-authored in a few books and mm. I wrote a quote by uh, Maya Angelou. Oh yeah. You know, people don't remember what you did. It's how you made them feel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. And it, 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 I think too, you know, especially being parents, it just feels like it could go on forever, but it doesn't. And, and it's, and it's easy to remember. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to remember that, especially when they're really young, but it mm. starts to really pick up as they get older. You're kind of like, whoa, where is the time going? You know, mm. when they're little, when they're little and you're sleep deprived, it feels like it goes on forever. You're just kind of like, I don't know, are we ever going to get out of this? Mm. And then, and then they start to have those busy schedules and all that stuff. And then you realize, whoa, how is the school year already over? And now we're starting a new one, right? Yeah. 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 So I love that you say that. Okay, so Nina, I'm going to put this in the show notes, but how about you just tell people where they can find you? Yeah, well, I'm on Instagram uh, at Nina Cruz Coach. Also Facebook, Nina Cruz Conscious Coaching. Um, I also have a private group called Conscious Creators Collective on Facebook. And then I've got my website, ninacruzconsciouscoaching.com. And where else? Um, I'm part of another network called the wild network. Mm. Um, and on Instagram, I'm not Instagram, um, LinkedIn, but otherwise, uh, you know, I do free discovery calls, uh, via my website and you can, uh, book in there, but also obviously if there's a time issue, you just email mm. me. Okay. Awesome. All right, Nina, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so great talking to you today. Thank you for having me, Amber. It was great. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more on how to work with me, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. See you there.